The winner is. 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 What's the like of seeing your luggage? Sometimes. That means sometimes. There can be a hundred people in a room. Maybe there is right now. I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken. I don't know her. She always has these long lists of like diva demands. Cheetos and Doritos. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. I understand you embrace the term diva. Yeah. Hello, divas and divos. Welcome to the last official episode of Diva Daily Season 1. This is our finale episode, our Christmas finale extravaganza. I am your host, Steffi, and this is a podcast where we deconstruct divas on film, TV, and in music. Before we get started, if you guys aren't already following the podcast, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Diva Dailies Pod. You can also email us divadailiespod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a little voicemail message, you can. We're 714-729-3121. And please don't forget to give the podcast a rating and review. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And share the podcast with a friend. We're about about to celebrate Christmas, but joining me today for the final episode of season one of Diva Dailies, we have Mr. Did you have a party or something? Diego. Ho, ho, ho. Oh my God. Merry Christmas, everybody. By the time you hear this, it's going to be Christmas time. Yes. I hope y'all got your holiday shopping done and don't catch COVID. <laughs> and I know we got a vaccine going on or whatever, but we don't know what's happening with maybe people turn to zombies or something so just just make sure you get your christmas shopping done in advance first yes grateful to be back hi steffi how are you doing i am doing great diego you know we started december with you and miss ariana (laughs) grande and now we're here finishing the season arc with you and miss mariah we we love a legendary (laughs) conclusion you know we love a journey yes we do we love consistency so i mean as you guys can gauge from the title Today, we're going to be talking about Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special. So it's not quite a diva discography episode, but it's sort of like an amalgamation, if you will, of what we Mm. do on Diva Dailies. This is a cross between music and TV, but with a festive twist. And Diego, I mean, if the listeners don't remember, Mariah is part of your Legends Only (laughs) Club, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, As I've said before, Mariah Carey. The legendary Queen of Christmas is part of my Legends Only binder. It's a thick one. So <laughs> it's a thick one. It's a thick one. So I was very happy when Steffi invited me to come back to speak about this legend. We have so much to unpack for this episode because, you know, Mariah and Christmas. Yes. Like her initials is too much content. You know, Mariah Carey, Merry <laughs> Christmas, too much content. Like, <laughs> too much content. Oh, oh my God. God. Get your grande eggnog ready. Pipe down your whistle notes and get ready because we're about to... <laughs> Get it festive. <laughs> I'm also personally just really happy to have such a huge Mariah fan with me on 
this episode because the last time we talked about Mariah, it was our glitter episode. And that was when Lisa was still on the podcast. And honestly, that was one of the episodes that I was most nervous about because (laughs) Mariah is just such a force. And the glitter era, there was a lot going on. And she is someone that you do not want to get wrong because you will hear from the lambs. And I remember Lisa and I, we literally felt like we were studying for a Mariah Carey final. But now that I have a lamb with me <laughs> on this episode, I feel like you're just going to guide us through, Diego. So. You know, yeah. Anyone out there who is part of the Lambly, we are going to have so much fun tonight. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yes. saying, like, you know, being part of like the Lambly is so festive, you know, like, because Mariah just stays consistent through Ooh, the years. Yes. And, you know, we had so much content um, mm-hmm. this year from Mariah oh, Carey. Which we will get into. We'll talk about that eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yes. But before we get there, let's dive into the first segment that we do on every episode of Diva Dailies. This is Oscar and Razzie moment of the week. This is when we get the chance to talk about our personal high point and low point moments of the week. So Diego, for the final time in season one, what was your Oscar and Razzie moment of the week? Well, my Oscar moment is pretty simple. I was able to finish all my Christmas shopping by the start of this week, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. I usually tend to do my Christmas shopping very last minute because I get so busy with work or you know family and stuff like that but you know with COVID this year I was afraid that like you know shipping would take longer than expected or like there'll be crowds Mm, at the mall so I was like let me play it safe so I'm about to get festive this weekend because I'm going to be gathering all my presents and I'm going to start wrapping them And literally the only crafty thing I know how to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I've just driven out to be with my family here in LA for the holidays. Mm. So it's just great being the holiday spirit. And that's my Oscar moment of the week. So are you like more of a Christmas gift wrapper than put the Christmas present in the bag kind of person? I like wrapping the gifts because mm-hmm. like, it's, it's something that I, I learned from YouTube a couple oh, years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. I just felt so like accomplished when I figured it out. And so it just feels like I'm like at a sewing machine. I'm like creating this new... <laughs> Dolce Gabbana lingerie in front of me. It's just oh like it God. takes a lot of time and attention. Uh-huh. I love wrapping gifts. And also it gives me an excuse to sit down by the tree and just blast Miss Mariah Carey music oh my God. on yes. the side. So, you know, while I'm wrapping gifts, I'm contributing to her net worth as well. <laughs> <laughs> my family, we were more of just like put the presents in the bag, like in a festive bag and like... <laughs> give it away right but I low-key have PTSD from the idea of wrapping Christmas presents because there was one year where I was interning at a production company and me and the other intern this was around like the fall semester we're in December already and our boss came in and was like I need you to wrap these Christmas presents for her boss's children what me and the other intern were like, uh, 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 and I'd never wrapped a Christmas present in my life. So here I am supposed to like wrap oh. these Christmas presents for the head of this production company's children because she can't do it herself. And I remember I was literally like, um, uh, okay. And like, it was so bad. And I think at like one point I heard my boss saying like, it's not rocket science. I mean, that's shady. I was like, oh, oh my God. So I literally, the thought of having to wrap Christmas presents kind of gives me PTSD, but maybe I should be like Diego and just like watch some YouTube videos. That's what I needed in that moment, a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, that wasn't in your job description, right? To be fair. It wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that also gives me like Devil Wears Prada vibes for some reason. Oh, like, you know, yeah. wrap these presents for my kids, you know, or mm-hmm. how are you? Like, oh. Well, that entire internship experience could potentially be a Razzie moment, <laughs> but yes. we will save that for another time. <laughs> Season two of Diva Daily. Stay tuned. But 
what was your Razzie moment of the week? Speaking of work and jobs, oh. <laughs> I'm actually waiting to hear from my boss about whether or not the company will extend my contract because for now, okay. my work contract is scheduled to end on December 23. Oh, And I've okay. been in talks with my boss about this, you know, just showing him that I'm really interested in staying on mm-hmm. and I would relocate for work if that's even possible. Mm-hmm. And he said that, yeah, we'll give you an update any day now, any day this week. But because everybody has been so busy with like last minute work right. and, you know, everybody's rushing to get things done before the holidays, mm-hmm. I haven't really heard anything yet. Mm. So I'm getting I'm getting more nervous as the days go on without an update. Oh, okay. And we do have a one-on-one call scheduled for next Tuesday. Mm. So by the time this episode comes out, we'll figure out if I'm lining up at the unemployment oh, line no. or not. We will know Diego's fate. They were really positive about me saying, like, you know, Diego, we love your work so far. You've done an amazing job. Uh-huh. We'd love to keep you on. It's just a matter of like budgeting hours and making sure there is more work to be done for you. Right. Um, if you were to relocate, where would you be relocating to? Like Miss Mariah Carey in that sleigh ride, I will be <laughs> flying back to New York. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay. I would love to move back to New York State, but actually this time move to New York City, finally. Mm, I think that's that's okay. always been my end game, so to speak. Uh-huh. I had an epiphany with my brother, I think just last week, actually. We were kind of reflecting on like how fast this year has gone. Yeah. And we were like, you know, I think California may not be the place for us like we thought mm-hmm. so maybe we should go back to New York but this time go to New York City so I, I did tell my boss that I'm really open to relocating especially New York City and then he said yeah we'll get back to you on that so I'm just praying with Mariah right now with the candles oh my gosh well fingers crossed maybe you'll get <laughs> on the sleigh with Mariah and go back to New York <laughs> yeah and so what is your Oscar and Razzie moments of the week Steffi okay my Oscar moment of the week is for the past couple of days, I've been really proud of myself that I've been consistently running and exercising. Mm. I used to have a gym membership, but I canceled it because of the coronavirus. (laughs) So I haven't been going to the gym and I've been really like feeling that effect on my body. So for the past couple of days, like I think it's going to be about a week now, every single day I make it a point to run. So I feel like I'm a little bit more energized and I've been running to some holiday music so that's been fun Mm. so that's my Oscar moment of the week just like being physically fit so wow yeah yeah. you're you're looking good for Santa when he comes for the milk and cookies you know so (laughs) I I know (laughs) I mean I want to have some milk and cookies too (laughs) (laughs) and then my Razzie moment of the week and this is something ladies until this movie comes out we will be keeping track of the news of the impending Whitney Houston biopic. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I saw that. Yeah. Oh my god. I have thoughts. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. Okay. So it's been officially announced that they have found their Whitney Houston and it is a woman named Naomi Aki. Mm. Naomi Aki is going to be playing Miss Whitney Houston and I haven't seen any of the stuff she's previously been in. My friends actually told me she was in a show called, I think it's called The End of the Fucking World on Netflix, which I've been wanting to watch. I just haven't gotten a chance to, mm-hmm. to see it yet. But I mean, Diego, before we get into my thoughts, what are your thoughts? Have you seen the picture? Do you think she resembles Whitney? Like, what do we think? I think they should have casted the hologram instead (laughs) put her to use for once she doesn't look anything like miss whitney houston okay they're gonna need the crown casting director to step in because the cast for the crown was immaculate (laughs) oh my god 
But for this Whitney Houston documentary or a biopic, like she doesn't look anything like her. So can she even sing? I haven't done any research on this actress as well. Okay, so my thoughts on this are when I first saw her and then they literally have a side-by-side picture of her and Whitney. Mm -hmm. She doesn't look anything like Whitney to me. But I will say, disclaimer is, I think when we are huge fans of someone and we are like emotionally invested in someone Mm. you're never going to find that person who resembles your person you know what i mean because you just have such a high bar just in terms of like based off looks i don't think she looks anything like whitney houston but maybe with like makeup and hair that could potentially change i don't know how she is as an actress i think whitney is someone she has a very specific mannerisms and i think it's it's hard to with whitney because she's someone who has been consistently parodied on like saturday night live and mad tv and they're like like Mm -hmm. you know they're like meant to make fun of her so it's like we're bordering off of like how do you portray someone but at the same time not make it like an imitation that's making fun of the person you know what i mean so it's just a lot and i'm just submitting to the fact that this entire biopic process i'm literally gonna be on the verge of throwing up every time they announce something new like who are they gonna cast to play bobby if they even portray the robin crawford aspect of whitney's story who are they gonna find to play like i'm just i don't know like i'm so i'm so scared and also the fact that everybody who's been listening to this podcast you guys know how i feel about pat houston the fact that pat houston and the estate are involved with this like it just it's making me stress so they can just skateboard away (laughs) they can skateboard away if you're a whitney stan you'll know that reference yeah (laughs) and which is both Hilarious and tragic at the same time. And I just also in general feel really bad for, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I feel really bad for Bobby Brown and Robin Crawford because it's like every single year there's a new documentary. There's something like new about Whitney and I would imagine they're at this point in their life where they're kind of past it or they don't want their relationship to Whitney Houston to define their singular existence on earth but it's the fact that we keep bringing it up it's just going to make things worse for them so I just I kind of feel bad for them in that respect. Do you know like where the biopic is going to be released on? I mean like is it uh, uh, going to be in theaters or a streaming platform? It's going to be in theaters, which I understand the movie theater route because it's like, you know, you have like Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. Like clearly that's what they're trying to do with Whitney Houston. But for me personally, I feel like if you're going to do a biopic about someone who's larger than life and has lived a really intense life, there's no way you can mm-hmm. cover her life justifiably in a movie format there's just too much there's too much to to cover so i would love a whitney miniseries actually me too me too that's honestly also why i'm like freaking pissed because it's like well now we're wasting another opportunity like why don't we just do the limited series now instead of like doing a biopic and then waiting several years and then doing a limited series you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just like Mm -hmm. let's just do the limited series like everyone is doing it come on like this is the way to go like i think more people are honestly staying home to watch netflix and hulu and Amazon Prime than they are to go see a movie. Unless you're like a superhero movie or you're Star Wars, most people aren't going to the theater to see right, like a right. regular movie. So right. that's well, just my thoughts. Miss Whitney, I'm waiting for your miniseries My Love Is Your Love on Netflix. <laughs> one day, one day I'll pray. I feel like the Whitney Houston estate should honestly just like take a page from Mariah's team and instead of giving us a biopic, why don't you give us concert footage which is what we've been asking for for years (laughs) i keep seeing that on twitter yeah everybody's asking for the concert footage or like a live concert film or something like that yeah so uh you know 
And now, our feature presentation. I got a great story to tell you. Twas the night before Christmas, and 2020 had been rough. So Santa decided the season couldn't be merry oh, oh, oh. without the one and only Mariah Carey. So the TV special that we are talking about today is Miss Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special. This Christmas, we could all use a little magic. TV special was released on December 4th, 2020, exclusively streaming on Apple Plus TV. This is not sponsored, but hey, Apple TV Plus, hit me up. <laughs> we can work something out. But basically, this is the log line we're going to read. Faced with a holiday cheer crisis, the North Pole knows there's only one person who can save the day. Santa Claus's great friend, the Queen of Christmas herself, Mariah carry but yeah so this tv special there is a narrative (laughs) but it's 85 percent comprised of mariah singing songs from her two christmas albums merry christmas from 1994 and merry christmas to you from 2010 this tv special stars of course our diva of the week Miss Mariah Carey, Billy Eichner, Tiffany Haddish, Jennifer Hudson, Ariana Grande, Snoop Dogg, Jermaine Dupri, Misty Copeland, The Peanuts Gang, Mikkel, Michelle Harris, and quote, them babies, aka <laughs> Monroe and Moroccan, who are Mariah's children. And there's also cameo appearances by Bette Midler, Millie Bobby Brown, and Heidi Klum. This TV special was directed by Roman Coppola, who is the son of Francis Ford Coppola, which is like, okay. And um, <laughs> Hamish Hamilton, who I looked at his IMDb and he's directed a lot of live events like the Super Bowl, the Emmys, the Grammys, Victoria's Secret fashion shows, and so much more. Definitely check out his resume. It's very impressive. And it was written by Caroline Fox. So Diego, here we go. When was the first time you watched Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special? Well, speaking of Apple TV+, Plus, here's a little festive story <laughs> for you lambs out there. So yeah, my brother and I are huge Mariah stands. Mm-hmm. We're both lambs, but I would say my brother is technically much more of a lamb than I am. He okay. loves her like to death. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I did watch her Christmas special the day after it premiered on Apple TV+. Plus. And I was able to get a free trial mm-hmm. of Apple TV Plus for a whole year, actually. Yes. The thing is that I have I have this MacBook Air, which is from early 2015. So technically, I should have only received a one-week free trial of Apple TV Plus. <laughs> but when I was looking into the Christmas special a week before it came out, I updated my MacBook to get the latest macOS software. Mm-hmm. Once I updated my MacBook, I tried to get the free one-week trial, but then I got a message from Apple saying, congrats on getting a new device. You know, now you qualify for a whole year free trial. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're like, I love how that works out for me. <laughs> and I'm like, thank, thank, thank you, Mariah. Like, thank you so much. So I, of course, I clicked enjoy free trial for a year. Uh-huh. And yeah. And so yeah, I watched it the day after it premiered on December 5th. And it was festive. We love free shit, you know, from Mariah. We love it. So after watching it for the first time, you liked it. 
Yes, my initial impressions, you know, Miss Mariah Carey, she was here to collect, you know, not only her annual Christmas bonus check, <laughs> but, um, you know, but also her Academy Award for acting, you know, because she was, <laughs> she was mesmerizing. As Mariah Carey would always say, it was such a festive moment, darling, like, I loved it. And I think especially because it's been such a rough year for everybody, and so this special was really a great way for us to sing and have fun and smile and dance and twerk by the Christmas tree. <laughs> I just enjoying Mariah's vocals with her Christmas songs and her wardrobe, her voluptuous figure, and just her extra divaness mm-hmm. as usual. So yeah, I, I loved it. What about you, Steffi? So the first time I watched this was literally last night. <laughs> Or technically very early this morning. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I always feel like I'm cramming for Mariah Carey episodes. (laughs) So this follows that tradition. And my initial impressions are, I thought it was really, really cute. I liked Mm -hmm. it. Very charming. Over the top, Mm -hmm. per usual, as with many things with Mariah. But still very fun. Is it like a cinematic masterpiece? No. But like not everything has to be in order for you to enjoy it. Plus it's a Christmas special. So yeah, those were my initial impressions, but I have to ask you something. So, Mm. well, okay, so since you watched it right when it came out, you didn't know the song she was going to sing prior to watching the special, right? I mean, I had a feeling that she was going to sing certain songs from her Christmas albums, Mm, but I just didn't know the full set list, so to speak. But I just had like some suspicions, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I didn't either. And I actually think it's a lot more enjoyable when you don't know which song she's going to do. Like, obviously, you know, at some point she's going to do All I Want for Christmas is You. Of course. But other than that, like, I really wasn't sure which one she was going to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, I felt like that really added to my enjoyment of watching the show or watching the the special because every time a new song started, it was always like a lovely surprise of like, oh my gosh, she's going to do this song or oh my God, I can't believe right. this made it in. So yeah. I was just like, it was really fun watching it that way. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, don't look up which song she's going to do because I just think it's a lot more enjoyable watching it that way. Yeah. And, and this is like the perfect special to watch with your family as well, or even like to put it as background music while you're wrapping your presents you know like Diego <laughs> yeah basically so yeah and of course with this special you don't you shouldn't take it too seriously but I did like the production value the set designs the wardrobe mm. them babies yes you know just something to just have fun with not to be taken too seriously but she will get her academy award I'm telling she's getting that Oscar <laughs> next year start her Oscar campaign yeah start her campaign Meryl Streep mm-hmm, Glenn mm-hmm. Close watch out it's not gonna be yours again yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the way we're going to be talking about this TV special is we're going to be sharing our top three favorite moments. And it can be a scene. It can be a performance of a particular song. So why don't you go first? What was your like third favorite moment from Mariah Carey's Christmas special? It was very much at the beginning of the special where there's a lack, a severe lack of holiday cheer around the world, you know, and everybody was like so gloomy. But then, you know, Mr. Billy Eichner here, he had an emergency and he had to call Miss Mariah Carey on speed dial. And so mm-hmm. he grabs the most gigantic candy cane. He's Smashes the little window and takes out this glittery, bright, vivid red emergency iPhone. (laughs) And he butt dials Mariah Carey, you know, because there's a Christmas cheer emergency and the world and the North Pole needs her help. Hello. He needs me? 
So Mariah Carey got her Apple advertisement check. You know, she was ready. She was ready. AT&T is shaking. Yeah, Mariah probably had like the latest version of the iPhone that none of us have, at least like the general public. Like right. the commoners, we don't have access to that, but Mariah Carey does. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that part was really funny too. And like how Mariah's phone was like underneath this like box of <laughs> chocolates. Chocolates. I was like, of course. <laughs> Oh, she's oh, so God. extra. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That part was really funny. <laughs> and I also like loved, I mean, like, I guess this is like a continuation of that. But when she gets the call, she really performs like the first song, which is Sleigh Ride. That image of Mariah Carey right? on this like red <laughs> glittering like Santa sleigh. I, I could not. I was like, oh. My yeah. God. So she was she was that comet we saw on the sky like, <laughs> uh, back around Thanksgiving. <laughs> they were filming. <laughs> Haley's comet who, you know, it's Mariah's comet. I also love that scene where she just zooms out of her <laughs> New York City apartment. <laughs> I'm like, United Airlines is canceled, Amtrak is shaking. going out of order depending on like you know what we talk about so my third favorite moment is mariah carey is now at the north pole (laughs) and she is specifically in santa's toy shop and it's not that moment because that we'll talk about that moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) my third favorite moment though it's actually a non well mariah She's not on screen, but you can hear her. And it's the Sugar Plum Fairy Number with Miss Misty Copeland. Mm. And for people who don't know who Misty Copeland is, she is, of course, one of the principal ballerinas at ABT, American Ballet Theater. And she does, this is the point in the special when she does the Sugar Plum Fairy Number from The Nutcracker. This was my third favorite moment because, first of all, always a treat to see Misty Copeland do her thing. (laughs) As a former dancer myself, I was like, oh, get it, girl. But like also really get it girl because I literally hate point like some of the most miserable moments of my life took place during point class so Misty you got this girl like that's all you I also did not know that Mariah had a version of the Sugar Plum Fairy (laughs) song um I've listened to both of Mariah's Christmas albums but the Sugar Plum Fairy intro lude (laughs) appears on the deluxe anniversary of Merry Christmas which I haven't listened to in full so like when the numbers started I was pleasantly surprised and I literally could not believe that Mariah has a song where she pretty much does the Sugar Plum Fairy number all in her whistle tone register mm-hmm. so i was like this is literally insane but also amazing it was so scary just watching her dance around and like her toes Oof. oh and then mariah's whistle notes. i was like i was on edge <laughs> me and my unwrapped presents were on edge in our seat it was a moment of tension in the special second favorite moment of the the special then so my second favorite moment is actually a song it's a performance (gasps) it is when christmas comes (gasps) shut oh my god what that's my personal favorite moment (laughs) 
Okay. okay. Yes. I have yes, a feeling that Diego, calls. you and I, we literally did a flip flop situation. Okay. So what are your thoughts on when Christmas comes? Because I have thoughts too. <laughs> oh yeah. So like for the sheep out there who are not lambs, when Christmas comes is from her 2010 Christmas album, Merry Christmas to You. Mm-hmm. And the Christmas special has like a slightly different version of it. Mm-hmm. And it does end quite abruptly at the end but it's actually very tasteful it's very cute actually i liked it uh-huh. but when that song came on you know mariah was looking drop dead festive in her glittery plunging gown yeah. she was like decked yes. by the red piano uh-huh. with all the decorations and i love that the lighting was like very moody like i felt like i was in a new york city lounge mm. or like or yeah. like on broadway or something like that uh-huh. you know uh-huh. if had a very warm intimate atmosphere to it yeah. of course when she did her whistle no it was different from the original version from her album mm. so like Steffi said I was pleasantly surprised yes translation my wig flew like the sleigh <laughs> ride and also this song really does sound like a song from her Emancipation of Mimi era yes. from that album in 2005 yes. that production is very reminiscent of that and fun fact this is my brother's favorite Christmas song from Mariah actually oh okay he loves the Emancipation era as well so he like right. really connected on this so well, you know what? I'm going to bounce off of your brother here for a second and say, I don't know if I would say this is my favorite. I really have to think about it. It's in my <laughs> top like five for sure. Maybe even top three. Wow, the taste. Yeah. So for me, this is my favorite moment in this special. Aww. I have to make a confession. I have listened to some of Mariah's Christmas songs throughout my life, but I had never until December taken the time to listen to both of the Christmas albums from beginning to end. So (laughs) it wasn't until like a couple weeks ago that I even knew that this song existed. This was also around the time when I was driving around my neighborhood or not my neighborhood, but like a local neighborhood looking at the Christmas lights. Oh, you told me about that. Right. I was listening to Mariah's music. And like when this song came on, I was like instant love this is the kind of music that i really like so <laughs> yeah so oh, um it. yeah it's it's one of my favorite christmas songs of mariah and like what i was saying earlier like when it started i was just so like oh my god i can't believe this song made it in i have to ask you mm-hmm. is this song like fairly known to general public or to people because i didn't really know of it no but, mm. no she, this is not really known to the public she did have like a remix version of this with john legend mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in 2010 ish like mm-hmm. when she was trying to promote the album but it didn't really you know catch anything and between you and me and our listeners out here john legend is not on my legends only binder i'm so (laughs) sorry he did not elevate the song in any way i wish it was a different pianist at least Mm. but yeah this song is like kind of like an exclusive little treat for like the lambs you know well i felt like she was speaking to me too because i was like (gasps) like literally when it started diego i was like oh my god Mm -hmm. this fucking made it in i like literally got up and i was like dancing like by myself in my pajamas (laughs) yes my brother and i pretty much did the same we were like shocked that she included this song we kind of had a feeling that she would include this song actually because it was released as a single back in the day. Okay, okay. So we kind of suspected it, but like when we heard the familiar sounds of the song. <laughs> and that was the moment Steffi had to call Geico because she crashed her car <laughs> in that neighborhood. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. Your front yard couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I completely agree with you too. I heard the John Legend version with Mariah. And I remember when I first heard it, I was like, he is not needed. Like he doesn't need to be on this song. So I'm weak. <laughs> let Mariah just do it by herself. I think the Mariah solo 
version is far superior to the duet she did with John Legend. Right. But legends only. Legends only. Legends only, but not that legend. He's a legend to others, but um, not a legend to us. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't make it into the binder. If you guys have never heard When Christmas Comes, like, please take the time to listen to it. Please. Like, it's so underrated. Like, obviously, everybody knows All I Want for Christmas is You, but When Christmas Comes is such a freaking solid song, and it makes me, like, sad that not that many people know of it. Hopefully, because of the special, mm-hmm. more people will be familiar with it, but, like, it really deserves way more love than it gets, and it's just... One of her best. You know, I will say something. I have a feeling that she's going to re-release this song maybe next year or like in the future because I feel like she really loves this song. So this is my song, When Christmas Comes. I wrote it with my friend James Poyser and it's one of my favorite Christmas recordings and compositions that I've ever done. It was a single back in the day. So I feel like, like she did with Oh Santa this year, I think this could be like a potential future single for like maybe next Christmas or like another Christmas down the line. Mm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised in 2021 when the vaccine comes, that's when Christmas comes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So happy we matched on that. Well, okay, drum roll, please. What's your favorite moment in the Mariah Christmas special? My favorite moment is Oh Santa! Exclamation <laughs> mark. See, we did flip flop. That was my second favorite moment. Okay, okay so we, here we, we did are. the same thing for the Ariana episode. I know. <laughs> oh my god! I just realized. Yeah, Oh Santa is my number one moment. Mm-hmm. As Miss Narrator Tiffany Haddish said, she wanted to put on a pre-show to lift the toy maker's glee, and knew the only thing better than one diva was listening to three. So to preface a little bit, you know, this has been an amazing year for collaborations in my opinion mm. because we first had Miss Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande and Rain On Me, mm. which is my favorite song of the year. And of course, they're both in my Legends Only binder. Right. But then Ariana collaborated with Mariah Carey for Oh Santa. And this was a historic moment because, you know, everyone kept on comparing Ariana and Mariah because they're kind of similar with their voices and they can hit their whistle notes and whatever. Right. So it was a lovely Christmas present to have, you know, when Mariah teased that she was going to collaborate with Ariana for her Christmas special and the video was so cute for this song like it felt like a like a mother-daughter moment Mm. between Mariah (laughs) and Ariana (laughs) you know like Mariah gave her the spotlight but then she was like okay get back now like six feet it's social distancing (laughs) it's my time and of course we can't forget Miss Jennifer Hudson with her raw powerful Mm -hmm. dream girl's voice like oof and the three ladies you know they looked so festive together like a 60s girl group for the Christmas special Mm -hmm. and I noticed that Ariana mainly did like the lower notes before going high for a while Mm. and of course doing the whistle with her mom (laughs) I mean Mariah oops and then Jennifer, she came through with her powerful voice as usual, you know. She said, Santa, I know you can hear me. 
you can hear me with these vocals. You can hear me. I sort of did a layered vocal arrangement, which is why I thought when we had the whole chance with Ari and with Jennifer Hudson, and I was like, let's do like a girls group, like a Supremes kind of vibe, because that's what I was thinking when I did it originally, because it's like a classic type sounding record. And I feel like you've done that throughout your whole career within the Christmas space, that I feel that that's an opportunity for you to go out there and recreate some of those girl group environments, but using yourself as the entire picture. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's like an All I Want For Christmas Is You vibe. Yeah. That was the original Los Santa. I do wish that Ariana and Jennifer had a bit more parts in the song. Mm. Like, I wish they had more room to shine. Yeah. But I I'll take what I can get, and I just love that my legends are collaborating all year this year, and I'm just living for it, so. That's a really great point that you make about Ariana collabing with Lady Gaga earlier this year. I have I really like Rain On Me, but I literally, because this year has just been so fucking long, that doesn't even feel like it happened this year. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's a really great point that you make though, because by Gaga and now Mariah sort of like acknowledging Ariana musically in mm -hmm. that way and collaborating with her, that's sort of like crossing at the baton, if you will, you know, like seal of approval. We see you, girl. <laughs> you can sit at our table now. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. I think Ariana saw my Legends Only binder and she was like, oh, he likes these people? Okay, yeah, then let me call them up. <laughs> the first time I watched this performance, I felt like Ariana was a bit shy in the beginning. Yeah. But then she, you know, she came to life towards the end. But in the beginning, I felt like she was like, I don't know if it was necessarily like her being, that is like a bit of a surreal, I would imagine, situation to be in. Like you're with Jennifer Hudson and then like fucking Mariah Carey. <laughs> so did you get the sense like maybe in the beginning she was a little bit like shy? Like what are your thoughts? Yeah. I felt like she was very modest at the beginning. Like, mm. you know, she, she she needed to let her mom shine yeah. because this is her song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I was at, at some point through the middle of the song I was like okay Ariana I know you can sing so can we stop playing little modest Mary in the corner and let's, <laughs> let's get Ari out there so when she did her high notes and then of course the historic harmonization of the whistle notes I got on my sleigh ride so fast and I zipped out like a gay comet across the world <laughs> Have you recovered from the harmonization of the whistles? I'm doing this podcast from the sleigh ride, literally as we speak. I'm still strapped on my seatbelt. I, <laughs> oh I can't God. get down. I'm still stuck in the air. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still shaking in the atmosphere. Like, oh. I felt like too, like after they did the whistle, you could see, and it was kind of a, it yes. was like a very cute, endearing moment. It felt like Ariana got approval from Mariah. It was like, oh, sweetie, you did it. You got your mom's approval. Good job. If you look closely, when Ariana was doing her own notes, like Mariah is like physically pointing at her, like "You go, girl, you go," oh. like a like a proud mom. But if you <laughs> zoom in closely, she does that. Uh huh. After they did the whistle notes together, Mariah was like so happy to be whistling with Ariana, <laughs> and Ariana gave her a look, like she was like just so grateful to be here with mm -hmm. her idol. Yeah. Because we know that Mariah is one of her biggest idols ever, mm -hmm. along with Whitney Houston, for example. Yeah. So, you know, legends only, legends only. Yeah, that was definitely a moment the internet was ablaze after you yes. know, it came out, which we'll be talking a little bit more about in Spill the Technicolor Tea.
before we close this chapter on talking about the special, I want to know, is there any song you wish she performed that's obviously holiday related, but she didn't? Oh, no. See, now my slayer are like ele- elevated a couple feet above because I'm still shaking. <laughs> oh, let me study this first. Ooh, okay. Um, I wish that she sang One Child. Then he came, One Child Jesus born on this day. Today the glory of God shines everywhere for all of the world. Oh Jesus, born on this day, He is our light and salvation. which are from her Christmas albums originally as well. Because okay. those two are among my all-time favorites mm. from Mariah Christmas-wise. Mm-hmm. I did wish that she sang those songs, but they're very obscure. I wasn't surprised that she did not sing those songs in the special. But I- I'm just glad that we got When Christmas Comes and Oh Santa. So I'll-, I'll take what I can get. What about you? Were there any songs? Oh man, I have a list here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have some requests. Okay, so I wish she did... Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Because I just genuinely really love that song. Mm-hmm. And it's like an up-tempo song. And I think that would have added some... Not that there wasn't high energy in the special, but that would have been like another opportunity for like a fun, upbeat dance mm-hmm. number. You know, mm-hmm. Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. other two i feel like these are deep cuts let me know if they are Mm -hmm. okay so the first is miss you most at christmas time oh okay i really love that song Mm -hmm. and it's a song that comes from her 94 album and in general for me i think she sounds so good on that album and Mm -hmm. that song specifically gives me like very early 90s r&b like emotional ballad which like i love that genre they don't make music (laughs) like that anymore because we're not we're not in that space anymore but i love i love that song and everyone's so happy except for me tonight because i miss you most at christmas time and I can't get you, get you off my mind. Every other season comes along and I'm 
And then the other song I would have really wished that she performed was, and I think this is my Whitney Preacher's Wife influence coming into play here. Here we go. Here we go. It's um, Jesus, Oh What a Wonderful Child. I think we have a common theme here. Like we love Jesus and children in our Christmas song. <laughs> like those are our top songs. So anything relating to like... Jesus and children, it's a go for us. We love a daycare. We love a biblical daycare. Yeah. Yeah, biblical daycare. We love a nativity scene with children. <laughs> but yeah, I just like, I love this song. For me, it's like such a jam. This is basically Mariah Goes to Church. Mm. I literally listen to this whenever I'm on like my last five minute stretch of running. Like this is the song I listen to to get me home. Oh, that actually sounds so not, not sad, but like it was very endearing. <laughs> like, take me home, Mariah. Let's go, Mimi. Let's go. Yeah, it's usually Jesus, a What a Wonderful Child or one of the upbeat songs from The Preacher's Wife. Like, that's my last like couple minutes stretched running home. That's what I listen to. So now everyone knows. <laughs> Jesus. I did a Christmas song together. That would have obliterated the Grammys. (laughs) Oh my god, wait. Okay, wait. You've presented a very perfect segue, and thank you so much for saying that, because I literally don't have that on my Google Doc, and I would have forgotten to mention this, but (laughs) I'm sure you've seen this. Someone on TikTok had made, like, a mix of Mariah's singing All I Want for Christmas is You, but then, like, it fades in to Whitney's singing I Will Always Love You. Have you heard it? Yes, it was all over Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Oh my god, bitch. (gasps) And Mariah like commented as well like she didn't expect it at all and she was like moved by it i was like oh i know legends legends only i was moved too Uh, (laughs) i didn't expect it either because like i had seen that tweet like floating around on twitter but i just never opened the video and i was like Mm -hmm. finally after a couple days i was like i keep seeing this like what the fuck is this and then like i clicked play and then it was mariah singing all i want for christmas is you and i thought like that was the thing like it's this like kind of orchestral emotional like (laughs) moment i was like oh this is so pretty and then when it transitioned into Whitney, I like almost threw my phone. Oh my god. And that's why Stephanie never made it home from her run. Yeah. <laughs> she took a detour. <laughs> yeah, it was very moving and very sweet. And I love that Mariah really acknowledged it as well. She she was moved by it. she didn't expect it at all. And you guys, I know Mariah has recorded all I want for Christmas is you a billion times at this point, but I think we found a new version for 2021. So watch out. Whitney and Mariah is coming next year again. <laughs> Do 
thoughts on Mariah's Christmas special before we move on? I will say, lastly, though, I do love that Mariah ran off into the woods in a gown. <laughs> Literally, I have here one of my favorite quotes is when Billy Eichner is like, Why is she in the forest? I need to get her back for the concert! And then when Billy Eichner catches up with her in the forest, <laughs> and then he, he like asks her, like, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey, you are a very difficult woman to keep track of. It's called a lucid Okay, well, we have to get back. And it's like, oh, Twitter bio right there. Twitter bio. Yes. If you're a lamb, you know that the words elusive and Dalin are like in Mariah Carey's dictionary. Mm-hmm. So that was a cute little moment yes. um, for Mariah. That's actually my favorite moment from the special that made me just laugh a lot. <laughs> it was very cute. <laughs> Key turns to know in Mariah's vocabulary for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll end it with Mariah in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> to popcorn and pop stars <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we talk about where the diva was at this point in her career when she made in this case the tv special and then potentially why she did the tv special so diego let's talk about mariah carey in 2020 because what an incredible year she had it's been quite a rarity mm. of a year mm-hmm like, I think it's worth writing down in some memoir somewhere, right? Like, I think, yeah, it's very special. Oh. See, so, yeah, I missed 2020 for Mariah Carey. You know, Mariah has been busy because she first released um, her memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, New York Thank Times you. bestseller number, number one. Number one bestseller. Number one. I know. Number one. And then shortly after that, she released her album, The Rarities. Yes, we did uh, surprise the lambs today, surprise the fans. It's the... The Rarities album, um, which basically I found stuff in my vault that I had either started to work on like a long time ago um, and never released or, um, you know, that I wanted to kind of like finish mixing or do whatever. But there are songs that have previously not been released. So um, it's exciting and it's a it's a, a monumental occasion for for my career. And so, you know, as the holiday season came through, she continued to embrace her her nickname, the Queen of Christmas, which she's done for many years now. Yes. In the long span of time, her song All I Want For Christmas Is You, it began charting in the top 50 on the Billboard Hot 100 since 2013. Mm -hmm. Because before then, Billboard had some like random ass laws saying that because it wasn't commissioned as a physical single or something, it wasn't able to like chart officially on the Hot 100. Right. So those rules came away by 2013. And so by 2017, that song hit number nine on the Hot 100. Mm-hmm. And then last year in 2019, it hit number one for the first time. And it broke so many records, you know, like the longest time for a single to hit number one. In this case, it took 25 years. <laughs> Quarter life crisis. <laughs> and then it also made Mariah the first legend ever to have a number one single in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 
in 2020s. So oh wow, love that for her, right? Yeah, and also the song just hit number one this year again. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's now number one in the UK too. Right? Yeah. So you know, Mariah, her her net worth is very festive around this time of year. Mm. And as, as we lead up into this year's Christmas special that we also watched, I really believe that Mariah truly saw how popular the song was in recent years. She began making like an Amazon mini documentary about the song last year. Yeah. My favorite line in the song is, I won't even wish for snow because I always wish for snow. I always want it to be like a special festive winter wonderland. I always have. And so when I was writing these things down, I kind of like made a list of, of the stuff that I've thought of since childhood and kind of crafted it and turned it into kind of be about a long lost love. That part is something that I'll always remember. Just the quietness of being there in that room and playing and then writing and kind of changing a Christmas song into a love song back into a Christmas song and kind of making it all one thing. And so this year, when you ask her, why did you do this Christmas special? She, she's going to have two main reasons. Let me open my Legends on the Binder quickly. <laughs> <laughs> For the reasons. Yeah, so the first one is just, you know, just to make people feel good during the holiday season. Because, you know, as I said, it's been such a difficult year for everybody. And this is like a perfect way for her to celebrate the holidays with everybody safely from home. And, you know, you guys can still have the holiday spirit with her. Mm -hmm. And then the second main reason is that, you know, she's a booked and busy businesswoman around the holidays. Yeah. She really capitalized on her nickname, the Queen of Christmas, and mm -hmm. the annual popularity of All I Want for Christmas is You. So she's really business savvy when it comes to Christmas. And I think that's why this Christmas special really falls nicely in place this year. Mariah just like, again, she just like knows what the fuck she's doing. I feel like this past year in 2020 has been a really special time mm -hmm. in Mariah Carey's career because additionally, on top of all of the amazing things she did, she started off the year with being inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. which she completely deserves. It's so great to hear that, to feel the acknowledgement of the songwriting because oftentimes people put that as a secondary thing. And for me, it's always been like, the top of the gifts right. that I could ever be so thankful and, right. you know, to That's have. amazing. I think people too, they, it, it hasn't been until like recently, but for the most part, I feel like people tend to forget that a lot of the songs that Mariah has, she wrote. Yes. Like All I Want for Christmas is You. So that's like so amazing that she's finally being recognized in that way. I've recorded and written a lot of holiday songs. I've reinterpreted a lot of holiday songs, but the first Christmas song that I ever wrote was All I Want for Christmas is You. And so it has a lot of significance for me as a writer and obviously as a performer. It's great to be able to share a song with the world um, and hear their experiences with the song, their memories about All I Want for Christmas is You. So um, as a songwriter, that's like the most incredible thing you could ever hope for. If you guys haven't watched, there's a really, really great interview she did with Genius yes. on her YouTube channel. Yes. It's about like an hour long. If you guys like want to learn a little bit more about Mariah Carey as a songwriter, like highly recommend watching it. Like you just gain so much respect for her as an artist mm -hmm. after listening to it. It's like really, really great. So like she did that. I also have here that she reissued all of her albums on vinyl. <laughs> for I think the first yeah. time and I feel like if you were a lamb in 2020 like you were really well fed you know and that's why Mariah stays <laughs> relevant through the decades her longevity yes is almost yeah. unparalleled. I think maybe next to like Michael Jackson or the Beatles for example I think what's so amazing about Mariah Carey is she is at this point in her career where she has really like solidified herself mm -hmm. as a legend like a living legend and she's at this point where she 
can reflect and she is alive to celebrate, you know, all mm-hmm. of her amazing career accomplishments. Because unfortunately, like a lot of her peers, they're not around to do that. Like they died. So <laughs> Mariah is like still here to celebrate all of her amazing accomplishments. And the fact that like we get to do that with her too as fans, like it's just like really, really amazing to see. So I feel like she's kind of in this like very reflective state in her career which is nice right also she did an exclusive apple tv plus interview with oprah winfrey as well where she talked about her memoir and a little bit about Mm -hmm. her life and her family but i highly encourage you guys to listen to the genius Mm -hmm. interview first because she really talks a lot about about her lyricism her songwriting her time with Tana Matola mm. for a little bit. That's like the best Christmas present you can, you can get for a lamb. I actually prefer her genius interview um, to her Oprah Winfrey interview, actually. And you know what? Let me also add that I personally prefer her interview that she did with Zane Lowe on Apple Music over the yes. interview she did with Oprah. Yes. Because that's a really good one, too. And she specifically did it for the holiday special. Mm. And in that one, she specifically answers why she did the holiday special. And when we first talked about doing this special... It was last year prior to COVID and it was February and we were all so excited and like, oh, we're going to make it huge and great and everything. And then the world. Everything happened. Yeah. Everything happened. Why go the extra mile this year? I've always wanted to do a special, like basically live from the North Pole, which is what we're going to feel with this special. I hope it's what I felt while filming it. And um, done and dusted, the producers that I worked with and collaborated with um, really got that vision. And, you know, I just always want to do something special for Christmas. And I usually do live shows. And I love doing that, doing my concerts all around the world. But obviously this year we can't. And we're not encouraging gatherings and definitely not doing that. But I feel like people can gather around the TV with their with their friends and family or just not gather around, but people can watch yeah. it simultaneously, yeah. kind of hang out, you know, do whatever they're going to do, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever. Just enjoy the moments together because it's really designed to make people feel good. Watch the Genius one and then the Zang Lo one. And then if you have time, I guess you can watch the Oprah one. I just feel like... <laughs> The Oprah interview, as Diego and I like to call Miss Oprah, interrupts everyone Winfrey. (laughs) She was doing that a lot in the Mariah interview. She never learns. She never learns. Who is it? Mrs. Potts, dear. I thought you might like a spot of tea. Well, I guess then we should move on to spill the Technicolor tea. It's like nice to have a little tea party every once in a while. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about any controversy, gossip, maybe fun facts about the TV special in this case. So what do you have? So for me, I didn't really think there was any controversy, Mm -hmm. really. But Mm -hmm. I did see that there were a bunch of comments online and a bunch of tweets online from people criticizing Mariah because they thought that it was going to be a live special. Oh, what? (laughs) And not just her singing along to the specials soundtrack oh my god so people were like why are you not singing live like i thought it was going to be live vocals and everything mm-hmm. but instead you were just like lip syncing right and of course as you did the lambs rallied around her <laughs> and defended her and pointed out karen i think you need to go to lens crafters to read because the word live is mentioned nowhere <laughs> On the, on the title of the special. So uh-huh. um, get your eye exam again, girl. Mm. So that was really like the only like negative situation that I could find wow. for the special. Uh-huh. But I guess like in terms of gossip or so to speak, back in early October, Mariah tweeted a photo of three chairs mm. from the set of her Christmas special with the Christmas tree emoji. And the chairs had the initials A-G-M-C 
and JH. Mm-hmm. And social media exploded because everybody was like suspecting, is it Ariana Grande? Is it Jennifer Hudson? Mm-hmm. Is it Andrew Garfield? Is it Jonah Hill? Like, <laughs> who are these people? And as I said before, it's a huge deal for Mariah and Ariana to be together mm-hmm. at any point. So I remember that I screamed when I saw that photo. I was like, oh my God, Ariana and Mariah? Oh, so that was really like the main gossip thing that I could find regarding this special as well. What about you? Did you find anything else? Well, that's a perfect segue into what I was going to say for tea because I feel like after Osanta came out, Twitter was ablaze. There were a lot of people who <laughs> loved it, but there were also some people because, you know, Ariana and Mariah collabing in this way has been anticipated for a very long time. And the Twitter stance... They were arguing because someone on YouTube made a version of Oh Santa, but with just the Ariana and Mariah vocals, and they didn't include Jennifer Hudson, and the people were very upset, and they started, like, bullying that person on YouTube, and then that person ended up doing a version with just the Jennifer Hudson and Mariah Carey vocals, but basically all of this drama stems from the fact that people were angry that Jennifer Hudson was being left out of the conversation of this collaboration of oh santa i have also seen uh, a bunch of videos on social media like on tiktok and instagram where the camera zooms in really close into jennifer hudson Mm -hmm. while ariana and mariah are singing so she's kind of like just bopping around Mm. just standing around just waiting for her time to sing again so people are just like making fun of her or like saying oh jennifer can't hit the whistle note or whatnot but it's just it's just frustrating and that's why i've always said legends only note the s there note the plural (laughs) it's not just one legend it's legends only Mm -hmm. so i i really hate when like stands fight among one another about you know who's the better legend who is blah 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 she's the best whatever right no there's space and time and room for everyone and like people saying that jennifer hudson like didn't do anything on the song like jennifer hudson was amazing on the song she did her jennifer hudson thing she showed up she was present she was great so for people who are trying to diminish jennifer hudson in any way because she's not mariah carey or ariana grande like come on i think unfortunately the comparisons and the stand wars are never going to end like with any artist Mm -hmm. oh yeah this is going to be annoying people like just doing the most and just comparing and tearing the other person down Mm -hmm. but like promoting the legend that they love right more Mm -hmm. it's annoying at this point so well the only other tea that i have here is in the zane low interview Mm -hmm. mariah talked about how she genuinely loves christmas and that's why she loves making christmas music it's a very strong part of the Mariah brand as we've discussed previously and at one point Mariah talks about a certain artist who doesn't (gasps) like Christmas music and was sort of complaining to Mariah that they Mm. have to do Christmas music people are like what is with you you love Christmas I'm like yeah I do you know but I actually do but I actually do like it's a real thing you can't fake it if it's not your thing then don't make a Christmas album like I there's an artist I'm not gonna say their name but they were like complaining that they were not I don't know how to say this and be diplomatic, but their belief system was different than like the holidays and all that. But they're sitting there promoting their music, their Christmas music. And then they had, I'm not going to say what song they did or didn't do, but complaining to me. And I was like, "Uh, you're good. Like, you're doing great. Why are you mad that you can't, like, only my fans will know this reference. Why are you mad? It's one of the songs that I have. I was literally like, why are you mad? You are blessed to be here doing Christmas music and getting paid for it and entertaining the world. So why are you complaining? That's my thing. If you're not really into it, then don't do it because we don't need you to do it. Mariah doesn't mention any names, but who do you think that person is that she's talking about? Oh my gosh. 
the only person that like, came to my mind was Michael Bublé. <laughs> mm. A lot of people were actually saying his name in the like comments section or wherever right. I saw that floating on social media. But I don't see any like ill will between Mariah and Michael Bublé so far. Yeah, like I wasn't sure if like Mariah and Michael Bublé even like knew each other like that. So <laughs> they, I mean, I they did. He did cover "All One for Christmas Is You" on his Christmas right. album, and then they sang mm-hmm. live together at, at a performance, which was which was cute, by oh, the way. Right. Yeah, but mm. beyond that i think i thought of michael buble because i think he's the only other main artist out there who has like a relevant modern christmas album nowadays his christmas album keeps surging up in the charts right around christmas time as well but not as much as mariah obviously mm-hmm, but it's, mm-hmm. it's still like very popular and then there was some controversy recently where people were alleging that michael buble was being like abusive or something to his wife oh yeah so that's why my mind immediately gravitated towards michael buble because he's relevant in terms of the holiday music mm-hmm. but also he's he's had some controversy in the past mm-hmm. and then also he knows mariah they've performed before so i see okay other people were thinking like justin bieber someone said christina aguilera <laughs> but she doesn't really sing christmas music nowadays she just had a moment back in the day yeah. so was mariah saying like the person was complaining recently like nowadays or was it like at some point in time in the past I really don't know because it was just like so vague the way she said it. Right. Because it could be a guy or it could be a girl. So we really don't know. Who do you think was she talking about? I mean, Michael Buble would have been, but I only say him because like you said, he's the only other person I could think of that people usually stream the Michael Buble Christmas Mm. album. Like that's usually like a staple with a lot of people like Mariah's Christmas albums are. I can't really think of like other artists who like, ooh, gotta put their Christmas album on. (laughs) So I really don't know. Listeners, if you guys have a hunch on who you think they're talking about, please let us know because we want to be a little messy like that for the holiday season. I mean, it's like kind of like funny the way she like talks about it too because she's like, <laughs> I love Christmas, but here this person, they don't really love Christmas, but they're pretending to love Christmas. Right. She's basically saying like, be grateful. Yeah. She's basically saying like, they're capitalists and I am a capitalist, but I also love the holiday season. Listeners out there, who do you think? Is it... Michael Bublé? Is it Christina Aguilera? (laughs) Is it Whitney? (gasps) (laughs) It's Whitney from the grave. (laughs) Tell us, tell us in your comments below. (laughs) She communicated to Mariah via Ouija board. (laughs) She doesn't want to do Christmas music. (laughs) Let us know, listeners, because that's that's pretty juicy. Mm. It's like nice to have a little tea party every once in a while. So we're not going to do Tinseltown Showdown, obviously, because like, this is Mariah's special. And we're not going to do We're My Background Singers, so Diego, you can breathe. Oh. Don't have to load up your Google Chrome because this isn't an album that we're talking about today. So we're just going to move on to Show Me the Receipts. No way. I want to see the receipts. So this is the part of the podcast where we talk stats about the TV special, any like, you know, notable numbers having to do with the project. So Mm. what were you able to find receipts wise? Yeah. So the Christmas special debuted on Apple TV Plus on December 4 and it's 43 minutes long. (laughs) And uh, just a cute little tidbit. Uh And then Oh Santa, the new remix single, debuted at number 76 on the Hot 100 as of this week. Okay. Who knows if if it'll go higher in in like next week or so. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that because all I want for Christmas is you is like dominating right I feel like people are going to just keep streaming that instead so it kind of it kind of backfires on Mariah a little bit if she wants to get that 20th number one 
song. Mm, I see. I see what you're saying. Right. But then again, All Over Christmas is you hit number one this year. So the Billboard, does that count? I think it counts, right? Yeah, we good. We good. <laughs> but the soundtrack also debuted on the Billboard 200 at number 100, which is technically the lowest debut position for any of her quote-unquote album releases. I see. Okay. But it's a Christmas special soundtrack, and the songs are from her earlier Christmas album. So, Billboard, we don't count this, right? We're good? We good again. Yeah, we good. <laughs> so, and then just beyond that, the, the soundtrack charted at 99 in Canada, 100 in Japan, 37 in Switzerland, 10 in the UK. Oh, 10 in the UK. I feel like the people in the UK, like, they really, really love the holiday season. I feel like they do as well. I, I feel like. Like, they're super into that. The UK, <laughs> we see you. We got you. That reminds me, last year when I went to the UK for the first time. Oh, yeah. Mariah had her little deal with that chips company. Oh, my God. I <gasps> wish I could remember the name. Wait, I think I have the bag here. Wait. <gasps> I do have the bag. It's called Walkers. I'm literally looking at it right now. <laughs> I saved the bag. <laughs> okay, so last year when I went to the UK, you guys, Mariah did this deal with a chips company in the UK, and they're called Walkers. Their little signage looks very similar to Lay's, so I'm guessing it's like the European version of Lay's. I don't know. But she had three different flavors of chips that she was like on the cover of. So I'm looking at the cheese and onion flavor is a blue Christmas bag with Mariah Carey on the <laughs> you actually kept that I I did I kept it because I was like oh this because they don't have it here in the states and I when I went down to like the vending machine I saw that they were selling it and I was like oh my god I need it so um yes I have the blue one I also had the salt and vinegar one which was a green bag but I think I accidentally threw that one away Rest in peace. <laughs> um but then there was a red bag and it was like the original flavor but I didn't get that one. <laughs> oh my god I just love how we're talking about legendary snacks we love it <laughs> I mean, the only receipt that I have is on Rotten Tomatoes so far. The audience score is 68% oh. for the TV special. And that's pretty much it. Let's move on to impact and closing thoughts. What is the impact and legacy of Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special? <laughs> I think it just really demonstrates that Mariah is a very bankable legend around the holiday mm. season. And it just yeah. it just continues her longevity through the decades. For locals out there, if you didn't know, her original Merry Christmas album came out on October 28, 1994. And mm. her second Christmas album, Merry Christmas to You, came out on November 2, 2010. So we're talking decades, honey. But Miss yeah. Mariah Carey, we're all just contributing to her net worth by pressing play on her Christmas songs, you know? So I think that just goes to show that we're going to expect more from Mariah every Christmas. She's gonna come on on that little sleigh that she was riding in on the Christmas special. Right? Let me ask you something. Do you think that All One for Christmas Is You will hit number one every holiday season from now on? Yeah, I think so. Because I also just feel like I think it's interesting that it hasn't been until like recent years that All I Want for Christmas is You has had the huge unescapable mm -hmm. success it's it's had compared to like when it was originally released in 94. I think that's what kind of makes the All I Want for Christmas is mm -hmm. You song stories so interesting. And Mariah kind of talks about that in that Amazon music special you were talking about a little bit earlier. Oh, yes. Billboard Hot 100 in 1994 was based based on just song sales and radio airplay. Nowadays, it's still song sales, still radio airplay, but also streaming. When I first made the record, it wasn't as big a hit as it is now. The song originally charted from its radio airplay, got to number 12 on the overall radio songs chart. It wasn't in the top 40 of the Billboard Hot 100.
concert until this decade. The release of Love actually just completely amplified the song. I mean, it gave it just like a completely different light and, and a whole new life. Since 2011, we've had a chart called the Holiday 100. Mariah Carey's song has been number one on that chart for 35 cumulative weeks this decade. It's basically the All I Want for Christmas is You chart. It's grown in popularity over the years, and that's the thing that's amazing to me about the song. I wonder, like, how much money Mariah Carey makes just off of All I Want for Christmas is You alone. Her and her great-great-great-great-grandchildren are financially fine just off of the success of that one song alone, not even her other songs in her catalog. So that's, uh It's funny you said that because there is a report out there that said that she's earned at least $60 million in royalties oh. by 2017 alone. Wow. So that's not even counting 2018 through now. <laughs> So off of just the one song. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, and that's why kids like any artists out there who are listening to this podcast, like write your own material. Right. And this is a little bit off topic, but Mariah said it herself in her genius interview that she has to give credit to Tommy Mottola for her success with the Christmas album. Tommy had come to me and said, you know, I think you should do a Christmas album. And I was like, really? Like (laughs) at this moment in my career? So he was right. He, He was obviously he was right. I can't, I'll never take that away from him. But I did have to sit back and go, what do I really want to write about Christmas? Like, what are the things that come to mind? And I, and I got into it. I guess, like, the last thing I would say is I feel like after watching the Zane Lowe interview, a lot of people, and I'm sure this is, like, still true, like, a lot of people say that the holiday season is definitely, like, a moment for, like, capitalism and, like, commercialization. <laughs> and it's, like, artists trying to cash in. But I genuinely get the sense after watching Zane Lowe's interview with Mariah, like, I think Mariah's genuine love for the holiday season because it stemmed out of having such a chaotic traumatic childhood Mm -hmm. like that is something that for me her love of Christmas is like one of the most endearing qualities she has as a person and I think that's partly like I mean it probably it sounds like so like cheesy but I think that's partly why her Christmas music is so successful because it's coming from a genuine place. Christmas has meant so much more to you, I feel, than just a season or an idea or a chance to spend time with family or to switch off at the end of the year. It's almost been this kind of narrative that's been going through your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like that is your idea of what unconditional love and safety and security really is. And it kind of drew you into that space as a child and the search for it. Mm -hmm. And that's why you gave back to it and built your own world around it. Is that on the money? That is on the money. Christmas was often foiled for me when I was a little kid. And I talk about it in the book. You know, different family members who are no longer family members to me, but always ruining the holidays. I waited the whole year to have this joyous experience that never really happened but I still kept the spirit within me. And I think that's like a lot of people get depressed at the holidays. Yeah. And I know that's a thing. But I've always pushed through that because I just won't allow myself to go there. Why? It's really because I'm always hopeful. I'm always looking forward to something. And I do want to make other people happy and make the environment fun and festive for everybody because... Why not if you have the ability to do that? But if someone comes in my lair and they're a Scrooge... You're out. Forever. Done. Over. It's forever. It's forever. (laughs) Yes. So before we finish off our conversation here, Diego actually saw Mariah 
live in concert during the holiday season. So Diego, why don't you share your experience? So I actually first saw her in her Caution World Tour in Buffalo, New York back in March 2019. Mm -hmm. And that happened to be the same exact week that I saw Ariana Grande and Kelly Clarkson in their own separate concerts. So it was an iconic musical week for me. So after I saw Mariah sing We Belong Together live in that concert, Mm -hmm. I checked it off my Legends Only binder. Like, okay, I did that. I heard that live. I'm good. But I spent much of 2019 going to concerts because I knew then that I was going to move from New York in 2020 and also switch careers. So I thought to myself, let me enjoy myself. Let me have um, as much fun as I can with my legend on stage in 2019. So as December 2019 rolled around, my brother, who's a fellow lamb as well, he told me that we should see Mariah again. But for her, this is a long name, for her, all I want for Christmas is you, a night of joy and festivity, (laughs) concert residency. Yes. I didn't want to spend the extra money at that point. But my brother said it would be his Christmas present to me. And before he finished that sentence, we already booked it on Ticketmaster. (laughs) Yeah, so we we drove up for three hours to New York City. And we saw her on her closing night on December 15, 2019. Wow. At Madison Square Garden in New York City. Holy shit, damn. And this was literally the week before All I Want for Christmas is You would hit number one. (gasps) for the first time ever so this was like the week that everybody was like predicting they was going to hit number one there was like this feverish like atmosphere around us like among the lambs in the concert oh my god wow we knew like this is going to be the only week left before we hit number one but let's say to say it was a legendary concert and it was also my first and only christmas concert ever (laughs) we saw rock and road and babies we saw brian tanaka dancing around her you know it was very festive with all the decorations there was a huge choir there was a giant christmas tree and even Santa Claus showed up on stage and when Mariah sang Oh Santa and when Christmas comes and joy to the world my brother and I we flew out on our own separate sleigh rides into the atmosphere we were shook <laughs> and then finally she sang All I Want for Christmas is You it was like a magical moment but we, we looked around each other like among the lands we know it was gonna hit number one like this is like a special moment mm-hmm. and then she also sang Hero and We Belong Together which were the only non-holiday songs in that concert Damn. and that will become my last ever concert <laughs> Because COVID was waiting for me outside the door. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that was my little concert experience. I, I did the most with my legend in 2019 and I ended on a very whistle note. <laughs> so you were like essentially like in the Mariah atmosphere around the time when history was made. Yes, and also that was like the week where she got the Guinness World Records. Oh my gosh. One of them was that All I Want for Christmas is You received the most streams in one day in 2019 or 2018. Damn. I think there was such an intense feverish atmosphere around <laughs> us, like among the lands like we were all shaking like we knew we knew Mariah we knew you're gonna hit number one you guys were like in a herd and like Mariah was your shepherd and you were just like waiting to be led to the top of the charts right we were all lambs in the lambly as well so well I'm happy that you had that experience so that you could share it with us here on Diva Dailies <laughs> <laughs> so yeah maybe in a, in a future year we'll see Mariah again in concert for her holiday season fingers cross yep yeah yeah when when christmas when, Christ- when, when christmas, christmas comes, comes when, when the, the vac- vaccine comes, comes. <laughs> <laughs> well diego is there anything else you would like to say about mariah and the christmas season before i let you go actually it's not a question about mariah or the christmas budget it's actually a question for you oh my god how do you feel about <laughs> completing season one and that this is your final episode oh! <laughs> yes well i feel like i might just release like a little five minute happy new year <laughs> like next week Mm -hmm. but this really technically is the final episode of season one i am tired (laughs) but happy 
We've covered a lot of divas and legends this year. <laughs> We've had a little over 50-something episodes thus far in season one, and it has been a journey full of highs and lows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> and really thank you so much to the listeners you guys out there have been supporting Stephanie with her podcast and enjoying yes. all of her guest co-hosts and it's just mm-hmm. it's just been really nice to like conclude the season with you I was surprised when you asked me first to, to do a Mariah episode oh of course and then also to say that this is the final episode of season one so I was like oh this is like some pressure going on here so. you're like oh my god this is a big one <laughs> this is a big one let, let, me, let, me, st- let me study my sleigh ride quickly <laughs> Well, the reason why we chose to end on Mariah, if you guys noticed, we began Diva Dailies talking about Selena, but really talking about Jennifer Lopez. And we ended with Mariah Carey. (laughs) <laughs> because do you know each other no no okay you, she says you know her okay i know she you know what i'm very forgetful okay apparently <laughs> apparently i'm forgetful yes because i don't remember the fact that it was just like hi i'm so and so and then move on and then like hi that's it right. if i had never had a conversation with you and someone asked me about you i'd be like i don't know him but he seems cool right or i don't know him does she seem cool I don't know her. I mean, if you, I mean, if of course, if you support JLo, good for you. Of course, we support JLo. It's just a fun little meme-ish thing. We love JLo, but of course, you know, Mariah, she's going to have a lot of content <laughs> to talk about. And who knows what will happen in season two. That's up to Steffi. I'm out of that. <laughs> I'm not on that conference call. But, you know, but really, this has been an amazing season for Steffi. And thank you guys so much again. And Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness. And watch Mariah Carey's National <laughs> Christmas Special on Apple TV+. Plus. Please give her those streams. <laughs> well, Diego, where can the people find you if they aren't already following you on social media? So I'm really only active on Instagram as usual. And my profile is at Mr. Kagara. And that's M-I-S-T-E-R-C-A-G-A-R-A. Yes, and if you guys want to follow Diva Dailies, we're at Diva Dailies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us divadailiespod at gmail.com and then you can leave a voicemail message. We're 714-729-3121. Even though we're going to be on a little bit of a break, you know, those social media accounts, they're dead as of right now because the last <laughs> time we updated the Instagram page, it's literally still a picture of Selena. But during the break, we're going to try and revamp our social media pages. <laughs> but please, like, reach out and let let us know like what were your favorite episodes who do you want to hear us talk about next season what divas what movies shows albums because we want to be implementing more albums on the podcast because talking about albums is really fun and it's like (laughs) such a quintessential part of being a diva is having that diva discography to back you up so we want to be having more music related episodes for season two and yeah that's that's pretty much it you can also find me on my personal social media i'm at inn under underscore MHO on Twitter and Instagram and in my humble opinion on YouTube. I'm honestly a lot more active on those social media pages so you have a better chance of actually hearing from me if you reach out to me in that way. That's pretty much it. I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to season one of Diva Dailies. I can't believe we are pretty much doing the final sign off right now. It's been (laughs) such a freaking journey. (laughs) Insert Whitney but wow what a moment. (laughs) But wow, what a moment I will never forget. A moment 
that is most pleasing to me in my career. It's been an interesting experience starting a podcast during the year of a pandemic. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't this wasn't really the podcast that I had signed up to do because I thought I was going to be doing it with my friend pretty much for the entire year. But then, you know, things happened. I've had guests come in and out. And that's that's been a learning experience on many, many fronts as well. But nevertheless, it's been a really, really enjoyable time doing this podcast even though we've had a very difficult year in 2020 i hope you know like once a week getting to hear two people talk about your favorite divas and their their work has been some sort of escapism for you i know we don't necessarily talk about pressing world issues on this podcast but you know we have fun here so i, I hope you guys had fun listening to it too and i, th- and I think this podcast also benefits from the pandemic in a way <laughs> because it, it kind of like since people are like stuck at home doing nothing or like driving around just staying away from people you know this podcast kind of feels like you're having conversations with people yeah about your divas and your legends you know Mm -hmm. so so share it with a friend so then more people can drive around listening to diva dailies (laughs) well this is it this is it um until next time whenever that is i hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season and remember divas so the thing is a diva has to be good at what she does 